Hey, hey, welcome back, team. How you doing out there, you loving, lyrical, laughing, linguistic, and liberating dustbecks? How's the week been? You compounding, conjugating, communicating, conversing, and crushing dustbecks. And lastly, how are you guys doing out there, you voicing, verbalizing, vivacious, visualizing, and vibrating dustbecks? Episode 9 of Beautiful Dustbecks. How's everybody been doing? We reached the 1,000 subscriber mark, so that's pretty awesome. And I'd like to verbalize to you how grateful I am if you're one of those people who have subscribed and done that. I can verbalize this to you because I have the power of language. That's what we're going to be talking about on this quick little, try and bring it down to about 15 minutes. I feel like I've been getting a little carried away lately. But let's talk about language. So, what is language? I found some quick search in here. There was over 13 languages, and some good ones came up. First one, we had a body of words and systems for their use common to people who are of the same communicating or community or nation, the same geographical area, or the same cultural tradition. See, even language is hard to define with using language, right? And then lastly, your ability to acquire and use complex systems of communicating. Language is amazing. Language is a wondrous superpower. And the deeper I get into this stuff and the more I think about it, it's worthy of an episode. Your ability to do this. We'll talk a little bit more about your voice box and your ability to do that. And then we'll touch on your ears and brain perceiving that sound. And then we'll talk about, you know, your ability to hear later on. Because it's crazy, y'all. So, language. Language can be found through observation. It's something that we learn through just observing. We've proved this with primates. We've proved this with other stuff. It's massively studied, you know. Give a little shout-out to the gills over there because they gave me a sweet review, and they're my homies. But Dee Dee is a linguistic. She is a speech pathologist. She's dedicated her studies and her time to the weird, wild, wonderful world of communicating and how it's a, you know, both a blessing and a curse, no matter what you have. I, luckily, in my life, have been gifted with the gift of gab, you know, like being able to do stuff like this. Public speaking is something that I've always been able to do. I'm always willing and able to throw my voice out there, probably to a fault. Someone's like, yeah, you're doing talk all the time. Yeah, I do. I like talking because my brain's busy and a lot's going on up there, and I like to throw it out there into the ether. You know, I read a stat one time that three out of four people are more afraid of their own death than are less afraid of their own death than they are public speaking. Just stop it, people. Come on, public speaking's not that big a deal. When you're up there, my students are they struggle with public speaking. You know, their speeches are just they're they're rough. But what I try and tell them is they're up there and they're like, oh my God, everyone's looking at me as I'm like mumbling and I'm like reading off my notes and all this crazy stuff. No, they're not. They're thinking, oh my God, I have to do this next. I'm so nervous. Look at how nervous she is. She's like, oh, they're thinking about themselves. So just do it. Enjoy the ride. Kick it and go with it. You know, and that's the wonderful thing about this. You live as a human being, being able to communicate with languages. There's over 7,000 languages. There's a bunch of numbers in this. We'll round up the 7,000. That's what SciShow told me. And since this, the oldest one is the, was around 100,000 B.C. The oldest written one still in use today is the Samaritans, the Egyptians. Chinese or Greek is the oldest of the written languages. The English language supposedly has the most words, you know. We'll talk about that in a second. And then Taki-Taki has the fewest all right, fewest words in the English with over just 340. And then lastly, in terms of languages and trying to translate stuff to the different languages of the world, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, written by the UN in 1948, is the most, the most translated of all the documents ever to 321 languages. Do you guys dig how I like throw stats at you so it doesn't sound like it's just a rant of science? 
yeah, it's fun though. But this is like so crazy. The more I learn about this stuff, and every time I have this big, I have a big dry erase board in front of me right now. It's it's not huge, you know. It, it's it's okay. It's I, it, you know, I'm, it doesn't matter. But it's out there, and I I get to write down all these things, and I learn a ton of this as I go through it, and it's it's pretty exciting. It's pretty fun. So language, like I was saying, we pick up at a very very young age, and we they break it down linguistically. If you study language, you're a linguist. That's pretty cool. That's a fun thing to say. A linguist, a lyricist, all the L's. Oh, those have been good ones for my lyricist. Would have been a good one for my opening adjectives, but we'll write it down. We'll talk about it later. So the first one, the languages of like let's just say English language here breaks down into phones. A P H O M E S, and there's only four. There's only forty of them. So those are like the sounds. We can then break those down into morphemes. Those morphemes are a correlation of those sounds, and then they make up roughly simple words with meaning. And there's over a hundred thousand of them. Yet in grammar and syntax, and the English language can have upwards of six hundred and fifteen thousand words. That's pretty crazy. You think about how many words there are, and you guys just do this. We are just have the ability with this awesomely high-powered brain to just sit here and talk through stuff, and we don't appreciate it. We don't worry about it. We don't. We just do it. You don't just think like I'm just talking as I'm talking right now, doing my thing, talking really fast. My brain is just keeping up with me as I go. Some can do it faster. Some can do it slower. I mean, that's the awesomeness of rap, right? I mean, just sometimes freestyle rapping is just crazy. Just how people can link those adjectives together at such an incredible speed like that is just wild let's talk about the anatomy of this thing really quickly i love language i absolutely love words phrases syntaxes you know sarcasm all the different layers upon layers of things that we can add and subtract into language that can permeate throughout the ether and what it is it, it starts in your larynx if you feel your throat if i hit it and it just makes my voice jump uh, you feel your larynx. That, that's, that's, it's behind your trachea, which for dudes is the Adam's apple. For girls, it's just the hard, ridgy part on your throat. It's 3D. It's a three-dimensional di- three muscle. Everything in your body is 3D. I don't know why I had to say that. But it's made up of muscles, ligaments, and then mucosa. And what it does is it opens and closes. It opens when we breathe, and it closes and tightens and elongates and thickens based on the amount of air that we blow through it. So all the wondrous things that is language, all the communicative power of humankind that has ever existed, even, you know, animals as well. Like language, as many people think, is one of the separating factors that drastically separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. There's tons of information out there that shows that animals you know, are able to communicate over and over and over again. And they do. Everything communicates. Your dogs communicate. Your dog, like, my dogs, like, lean down really slowly. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to wrestle. And then they start wrestling, right? You know, there's body language. There's barking. There's, I don't, I should have even looked up how many different ways of the animal kingdom. I'm kind of sticking to the humans on this one. But in terms of complex grammar and syntaxes and stuff like that, that's not just based in symbols and gestures, humans are pretty special. But let's think about this. So you breathe in, right? And we learned before, breathing gives you energy. And the energy allows for the muscular contraction of your body to take place over and over and again. And now those muscles can control. And what it does is it oscillates. It breathes air through this larynx. It, this larynx, it's, it's your vocal cords are like a little circle. They're like a, they're like a diamond. I'll, I'll link it to my website. There's videos on watching the larynx do its thing during singing, coughing, sneezing, all this. It's actually like hauntingly awesome, and it's really odd to look at, but it's pretty crazy. 
So that's what language is to us. Language is two vocal cords, two muscular cords and ligaments bending and flexing and controlling as air is controlled over them, and they vibrate. So many things in nature relate to vibration. So all the things you've ever done in terms of language, every moment you're speaking to somebody, you're oscillating these two little vocal cords, and they're just vibrating. They're resonating like, ah. All the different frequencies of this. We'll talk about the medium that they get the transfer through in a second. But this is such a wondrous power. Think of all the things you enjoy in life that relate to language. You could argue everything kind of relates to language. So I was watching, if you've ever seen True Detective, it's a wonderful show on HBO. It's super dark, but Matthew McConaughey just crushed it. That was like the best performance ever. And he's this weird episode where he's talking about this locked room. He's talking about your mind as this locked room, this black box that's inside your head. A black box in something in science is like, it's actually a term, is that something like comes in from the left, something happens inside the black box, and something comes out without knowing what took place in the black box. Radiolab has an awesome awesome episode entirely devoted to this concept of the black box. But let's picture this now. Your mind is in essence that. You truly don't know what's in my mind right now. Obviously, my mind is thinking about the next words to say, so don't sound like an idiot and the thousands of subscribers that are listening to me right now. But there's a lot going on inside my brain. My language, our ability to communicate with someone with these massive, massive amounts of words allow me to take what's in my mind and share it with humans. It allows me to take parts of me, the thing that is in my brain, the most complex organism in my entire body, and throw it out there. Put it out into the ether and take my imagination, take that inner dialogue, that self-talk, and share it with you. I can do it through this medium of a podcast. You can do it with your friends, your family, your loved ones. But just process that it's amazing and we don't we take it for granted right somebody comes up to you and be like how you're doing you should be like oh my god like you your ability to ask me that question is making me pumped up so like how am i doing i'm speaking to you right now explaining to you how i'm doing which is pretty great which is pretty awesome right we do that we communicate with human beings we take our emotions and we can give them to one another we can share it across the board as we go and that connects us that binds us that brings us together as we as we are right that's just incredible to think about all the muscles and everything it's actually very complex i wanted to break it down more but it's just too much it's not worth doing via audio you got to see it your soft palate your mouth your teeth your nose your air your your oral cavity like your cheeks everything they believe they truly don't understand the complexities that is language and this ability to communicate with one another and the languages permeate throughout all the world but they're all trying to pretty much relate to the same experience right relate to the same human emotions and human feelings thoughts opinions ideas and that's crazy that's such an awesome thing and what it is is we just blow the air out we blow the air without even thinking about it this symphonic crazy dance that's happening inside my throat that is oscillating right just talk and just speak out loud and you don't have to really think about it you just think about the words and your body pretty much makes it happen because i'm an adult and i've learned right the word infinite literally meant no speech. It means no speak. That's where the word comes from. And as we get going, we grow and we grow and we grow, and our bodies just continuously absorb our surroundings. That's why you got to watch what you say in front of your kids, right? You got to understand what's going on. You got to watch them and know that they're this neuroplastic sponge and they're building their language capacity, and you don't want them to say things that are a little awkward, right? You don't want them to start squaring or doing something cool, but it's funny. Aaron kids swear, it's always hilarious. But 
it's something to think about. It's something to really process as you go through, and we're going to get better at it, and your body starts to morph and adapt. I, I know when I hang out with some of my friends who have kids, I, I love them. They're great. I, I enjoy family, even though I don't have kids. But you know, when the little child comes up to you and talks to something, you're like, yeah, and you look to the mom, you're like, I, I, don't, I don't know what he's saying. I have no idea. My mom always tells me that I spoke at a really early age, and we had this like language that no one else could understand, and she totally knew what I was saying, but that's the power of mom because my mom's the bomb, y'all. So let's break it down as we get going here. Let's just cr- throw it out there and start to think. So not only is the language that we're looking at and feeling and using, taking the inner dialogue of our head, that constant chatter. And I'll, do, I'll do a sidefulness episode where you use this concept as a little mindfulness technique, hopefully like a Wednesday of this week because it should come out on Monday. We are able to throw it through the ether, and that ether is air. And guys, I'm hoping you're seeing with these episodes, if you've listened to all of them, they go in circles. Everything is related. On top of all things, everything comes back fully functioning through a circle. We exist on this planet, and this planet has a medium, not just any medium. It has what we call in physics a transmission medium. It's a material or substance that can propagate energy waves. Our sound is energy waves. That's what we're doing. We are oscillating the vocal cords, creating bigger and bigger sound waves. The sound waves exist even in space. If I was able to blow air over my vocal cords, they would resonate and move, and I would those sound waves would be there. There's just no medium for them to communicate. So if you're next to me right now, or, or even even if I my body my body is resonating these vocal cords, taking my internal dialogue, throwing them into this microphone, into the digital recorder, out into the ether of the blogospheres, and you're hopefully putting them into your headphones or into your car, and the speakers are vibrating at the frequency that it communicates with, that it starts. You're hearing what started as a vibration within my larynx, and now it's moving through, but it's moving the air. You're on this planet again. That air has been here for 4.5 billion years, and that air is now going to move at different wavelengths, and it has mass, and it can slam into my tympanic membrane, your eardrum, and the eardrum will vibrate just like the vibration. It's all back to vibrations. It will vibrate and oscillate and move these three little tiny bones called the hammer, anvil, and stirrup, and what it does is it moves turning those sound waves from the tim- that hit the tympanic membrane that started in my vocal cords turns them into waves that will go through a liquid, and that liquid will bend and flex the hairs, these neural transmitter hairs, and it will release these transmitters that your body perceives as Mr. Holfelt is talking again because that's what I do. That's what I talk. But that's just wondrous. That's amazing that you get to vibrate this amazing adaptation of this larynx and your major, major amazing mind can perceive and personify these things. And now think of all the ways that language can affect you, right? Think of all the things that are out there. All of this stuff comes back to vibrations. We think of a song and we think of, we, we, we hear anything. People can affect us with our language. We can affect others with our language. A single word, a tiny little vibration in the larynx that formulates a adjective or a verb or a noun, formulates a word that will rip through this ether, slam into my tympanic membrane, into my ear, into my brain, and change the whole physiology of my body for good or for bad. That's just amazing to think about. So when language is affecting you, when someone is bullying you or telling you you look beautiful or whatever, someone is telling you I love you, I hate you, either one of those polar opposites, what those things are is it's a vibration. It's a vibration that is permeating through 
the ether permeating through this atmosphere that has been here that allows us to breathe and isosceles and be us. So those good or bad vibes are changing what we are. And then we as humans also learn how to manipulate these vibrations with instruments and then complexly link and morph and layer on top of layer various different things to come up with Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, the symphonies, the orchestras, the poetry, the language, the written, the stories, whatever it may be, all of this stuff starts with these tiny little muscles in my throat resonating air over them and allowing them to vibrate and throw my internal dialogue the stuff of the weird wild wonderful world that is my locked room of a mind out into the ether allowing me to communicate my language with you so anytime you think about this word of good energy and good vibrations it all comes back to language so go out this week say some beautiful things to the people around you use this awesome power of a vibrating larynx take your vocal cords and control them take your mind and make sure that what comes out of your mouth is in the positive is in the good is in the bad like a three to one ratio and because you know you understand and you feel how that powerful how powerful those tiny little words are and knowing that all those words are are little vibrations so if it feels good take it in let it resonate you if it feels bad if it makes you feel crummy because somebody said something that's the human experience don't beat yourself up over it but no they're just tiny little vibrations and you're a human that loves to have that good old negativity bias so assassinate your vocal cords for the positive and resonate and tune your eardrums to the positive of those others assassinating vocal cords around you so you can have a happy functioning linguistically awesome week have a great week, everybody. Talk to you soon.